1: Time for our Love Racing update now and you can find a thoroughbred race day at events.loveracing.nz and joining me online now is Dan Fogarty who is one of the newest voices on trackside calling um, well every code I think now. Let's find out how he's got into this. Dan joins us now. G'day.
0: Hi, Mark. How's it going? Hi, everyone out there in the land of SENZ Radio. Great to be with you this afternoon.
1: Oh, what an opening. What an opening. Polished. I like it. Um, Dan, you're a young man, but um, I'm wondering what your earliest racing memory is.
0: Well, I don't necessarily come from a racing family as such. Just my dad is a huge lover of racing, and I guess it comes from my grandfather as well on both sides of the family. And it was... Literally the 2008 Melbourne Cup, I drew in the family sweepstakes, Viewed viewed, won the Melbourne Cup. It was the closest run thing you'll ever see. It was probably the first horse race I'd ever watched and understood what was happening. And I just remember hearing Greg Miles just absolutely nail the call and thought in that one magical moment, I don't know what it was he was doing or how he did it, but I thought, I want to be a part of that. That's something I want to do. And from there, just... Something inside me said I wanted to be a race caller, and then I started following the trots with the likes of Auckland Reactor and Monkey King, great gallopers like Black Caviar and Winks over the last few years, being there at Cup Day when Terry Love won his third New Zealand Cup, just being there for those big moments. And I think the great thing that can inspire us in racing is having heroes. So people like Greg Miles and horses like the Auckland Reactors, the Black Caviars of the world, really got me excited for racing and what it can hold.
1: The amazing thing is you identified that at, I think you said, five years. So when I was five, I wanted to be a taxi driver. Then I wanted to be a truck driver. Then I wanted to be a TV cameraman. But you stayed true to that very first um, yearn to become a racecorer, and you stuck with it. So tell me how how high or how hard were the hurdles for you to be find yourself in the position you are now?
0: I think I'm very blessed for where I've got to at this stage of uh, my life. I basically reached out to mark mcnamara when i was about 14 and said uh hi mark my name's dan uh i want to be a race caller how how do i do this and essentially he wrote back to me very kindly and said go out to the trials or the workouts find a spare box and record yourself and he said send it back to me and we'll see what we can do and then I sent back a tape when I was about 14, and it was very high-pitched and very squarely, and every call sounded like the New Zealand Cup, even if there was two or three horses in the event, and he said, clearly, you've got a passion for it, but it'll just take a bit of honing and uh, just a bit of re- a relaxation within your voice, but from that moment, just taking every opportunity I can, you know, every Friday and Saturday, going out to Riccarton or Addington and using spare commentary boxes and recording myself and going back and listening to tapes and Eventually, I got an opportunity last year to come on with the TAB, which was a really good opportunity to have.
1: So it's like um, a cadetship, because I had many years at the TAB, and they've taken you on in a cadetship. So um, it's usually you start at jump outs and then you work your way through to trials, but you've done some race days as well.
0: Yes, so I've just completed my 12-month cadetship before moving on full time. And essentially what happened was I started out doing trials two or three times a week, and then I would go to a race meeting and practice call. And I also learned a bit about the broadcast aspect of it and did a bit of a experience learning how to use the cameras. And I'll tell you, that's probably what the most underappreciated area in TV is our camera operators, because I thought uh, very ignorantly that I could just rock up to the races with a camera and just rock and roll it. And I realized very quickly, very early on, and those cold, wintry nights at Addington and Rickett and how difficult it actually is. So I think that's one of the most underappreciated areas, and I realized very early on that that wasn't going to be for me, and I really was greatly appreciative to all those who helped bring the pictures to the TV, and on there I really just wanted to hone my craft of the race calling and even picked up a bit of a practice doing greyhounds, which is actually where I first started late last year.
1: Greyhounds. Tell me about the pressure on getting tempo right as a race caller because, I mean, you can have a 3,200-metre trot race that seems to take quarter of an hour, and then you can have a greyhound race that takes quarter of a minute. Greyhounds, I'd imagine, even though it's over quickly, the pressure to get through a field when it's just lickety-split.
0: I tell people it's the greatest game of memory you can play, and I think what helps with race calling is you have to keep your brain active and you have to keep it moving, whether it's doing crosswords or sudokus or memory or puzzles and I think that really helps just being able to have a photographic memory and just quickly picking up what's one what's two what's three the trouble with the greyhounds I found particularly coming from a horse background to begin with is you might call the same dog two or three times in a week and he might be wearing a red rug on Monday but then by Tuesday or Friday he'll be wearing a pink rug or a black rug and you have no way to identify them whereas if you saw Winks roll out, you know that she's wearing blue with a white M on her silks, and that's her every single time. So I found that pretty difficult to start with, but it's actually probably been the greatest help in terms of being able to memorize, just being able to go in and have a fast-paced three-and-a-half-hour session, just getting those eight names, those eight colors in your head, and then spitting them out in 15 (laughs) seconds. One of the great things about greyhounds is you actually, it's going to sound really Backward, but you've actually really got to slow yourself down because your brain moves so quick, but the audience can only listen as quickly as you can talk. So if you talk at a nice steady tempo, you can get through the field and actually have a finale, which I struggled to understand at the start because I thought you'd just be, but you're actually just slowing it right down so the audience can understand what's happening.
1: Have you, done, have, you, have you taken upon yourself to do um, like voice work or, or mind work or all that sort of stuff because you're so dedicated to the craft uh, from five to where you are now. I think you're about 20 now. Have you done other stuff away from the track to help you in your commentary?
0: I've said to everyone that every little thing I've done in my life has actually helped me get to this point. So all through my life I've loved doing speeches and Speech writing and being in speech competitions that's always helped and doing impromptu speeches and just thinking on your feet and getting up in front of an audience I've always been in drama and speech and drama and doing productions and theater sports and improv and all of that so I've always had a good understanding of how the voice works and how to use your voice and how to think on the top of your feet and actually sometimes race calling can be a lot easier than those because in those situations you have to stand in front of an audience and they can see when you're trembling or making a mistake but with race calling the audience is around you and they can't see you which makes it somewhat easier in some respects so every little thing I've done throughout my life has sort of helped me to this point and I'm continuing to go from there
1: and you called some races yesterday and you had uh ownership in a horse racing yesterday I understand did you get to call your own horse
0: no, no, not at this stage. I'm not ready for that at this stage. <laughs> I just wanted to get through the first three races nice, clear, and accurately as I possibly could, which was very good. And I think Matt and Aiden were talking online uh, on TV yesterday, saying that I was more nervous to watch the horse run than I was to call the races, which has got a huge element of truth around it too. It's very nerve wracking when you have the expectation of a horse, particularly when they're favourite of all things, and looking to go back to back which thankfully we did which was a huge thrill and uh, I was very excited but I was blessed I didn't have to call that one Matt Cross came back up and did that particular race
1: Well Dan Fogarty congratulations on your commitment that's being rewarded slowly but surely you're a young man that's not getting ahead of yourself you're continually learning so I wish you all the very best in the future champion and we'll follow your progress.
0: Hi thanks a lot Staffy have a great afternoon everyone out there
1: There we are, Dan Fogarty there. And remember, nothing, nothing beats the thrill of a win. And you can take the reins if you want to get involved in ownership. LoveRacing.nz slash ownership. We'll be back before too long.